as you know, pastors uh, did come, he tested positive for COVID. Um, and Pastor Raleigh and Julie and Deandra and I think the kids are okay. <laughs> so but we keep, <clears throat> continue to pray for them and, and lift them up. And, uh, and we know that God is in charge. Amen. Amen. Um, our whole message today has been wrapped up in your prayer and in the time of worship. So God is definitely, has definitely already shown up. And uh, we, uh, <clears throat> we are thankful and grateful for it. Today's going to be kind of a, a first part. Next, next week we'll, we'll tap into a little bit more. I wanted to talk about the attributes of God um, and as we get into this message today and, and the passage and the scriptures or the psalms that we're going to use, um, if you guys are a boxing fan, uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler passed away the other day and, and um, unexpectedly at 66 years old. And, and uh, you know, we, when things like that happen, when athletes or people uh, of prominence or success, you know, we think in terms of their attributes and the things that made them great. Uh, his record of 62 and something, I mean, he was, he was, it's, it was unbelievable. And we think of his strength or, you know, his, his boxing skills. And, and, and they'll talk about that with the attributes of maybe Tom Brady when he retires or they're talking about it now. And, uh, um, and other, you know, famous people, actors or... And, and we give this emphasis to the attributes of them that made them so special. Well, I, I want us to recognize that and suspend our fascination with people and let's look at the attributes of God. Yes, and, yes. and be mindful of what His Word is telling us and how it can impact us because I'm convinced we, we need to be impacted mightily by God today. Yes. I mean, the chaos, through the chaos, when you sang that, through the chaos, you know, to be restored. And, and, and so, I mean, we are so busy, um, all of us, and we're running here and there and trying to accomplish and do things. And sometimes, you know, the Word tells us just to be still and know that I am God. And, and so today we're going we're gonna to strive for that. We're going to strive for a transformation, empowered by the Holy Spirit, as, as Pastor always talks to us about and, and offers and invites the Holy Spirit to do a work in us. And, and uh, Pastor Isaac even set the stage with his opening prayer of just inviting the Holy Spirit as, as worship has come in. And the Bible tells us that He inhabits the praises of His people. And so if that's true, if He inhabits the praises of His people and we have been praising, He is here. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. And as... as uh, Laura said, nothing can, can separate us from God's love. And, and uh, Romans, this is even in my scripture, but Romans 8.28, uh, 8.38 says, For I am convinced. Are you guys convinced? Yes. I mean, to be really convinced, to really know that nobody can shake my tree, nobody can alter what I am convinced of, 
And it says that neither life, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So if we are convinced of that, and we know now that nothing can separate us from that love, no circumstances can get in the way, no uh, disappointments, no whatever, can change what we just read if we are convinced. And so we're going to have an opportunity to allow that sink in and soak in and just experience today. So just take a deep breath, let it out, and just let God's word minister to us as his word says that his word will not return unto him void, that it will accomplish that which he sent it to accomplish, which is for our freedom and for our restoration and for our anxiety-free life. Yeah. So, open up your Bibles to Psalms 96. And we, we are going to just let the Lord bathe us in His truth. Amen. If you don't have a Bible, pull out your phone and just type in Psalms 96. Something will pop up. <laughs> Psalms 96. Let me, let me hit my timer. Not that it does anything. It just gives you a false sense of I'm going to stop when the timer goes off. We'll see. I heard a preacher once say, and it was on the radio, I feel the presence of the Lord, but I won't keep you long. <laughs> I thought, well, if you feel the presence of the Lord, keep me as long as he's here. That's right. You know. Anyway, but we won't keep you long. <laughs> Verse 1. 96 1. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name, proclaim His salvation day after day, declare His glory among the nations, His marvelous deeds among all peoples. Let's stop right there. You know, this world has been beating us up. Circumstances are overwhelming. Life has gotten harder and harder. Things are just seem like... The future is just unsettled. It's uncertain. There's no telling who's telling the truth or what's the truth or what do I believe? What don't I believe? And, and it just all of a sudden gets so overwhelming. And just these four, these three passages right here <clears throat> tells us to take a time out. See, we think, you know, I, I'm doing everything. Well, if you're not doing these, then you're not doing everything. Because at any moment we can stop what's going on around us and we can do what this passage is telling us and it's telling us to do four things. It's telling us to sing, to praise, to proclaim and to declare, to sing a new song. And maybe you might be at the altar and, and the foot of Jesus and just saying, well, Lord, I don't have a new song to sing. Can you give me one? <laughs> Amen. Saying, Lord, your word tells me to sing a new song, so I, I need something to sing about. Zig Ziglar is a famous uh, uh, motivational speaker. He, he passed many years ago. Strong Christian man. Very, uh, just a preacher's motivation. I mean, he was just unbelievable. But he, uh, he would always ask people, do you sing because you're happy or are you happy because you sing? 
Do you praise the Lord because you're happy or do you, are you happy because you praise the Lord? Do we sing a new song because he tells us to? He says, sing to the Lord all the earth. That's everybody. That's, there's nobody that can't now open up or enter into an opportunity to sing a new song unto the Lord. Saying it's for everybody, whosoever will. So as our days are tough and as disappointments come and we're just not sure we can still do this. We can, we can gather our families together. We can sit by ourselves. We can get in the car. We can make a joyful noise. I'm so glad the, that the Lord allows us to make a joyful noise unto Him because, yes. you know, I sing solo. In case you don't know, I sing solo. Nobody hears me. <laughs> but we can, we can praise His name. Verse 2, sing to the Lord, praise His name, His name, the name that is above all names. There is no other name given under men which can be saved. There is no more powerful name than Jesus. And if you don't believe that, just ask people about Jesus and see what happens. When you start talking to people about Jesus, they get, they, some people get uncomfortable because there's power in that name. That name, and, and when things go bad and there's hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes, people are calling out for Jesus. They're not calling out for Tom Brady or Marvelous Marvin Hagler or anybody else. They're saying, Jesus, help! Because there's, there's power in His name. Praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Now, praise His salvation is His work that He has given unto us because... He didn't need to get saved, but His salvation is our work. His salvation is what He has done for us. So if we just sit on those few things and declare His praise, proclaim His salvation, and then it says in verse 3, declare His glory among the nations, among the people, among each other. Maybe it's even just standing in front of the mirror and declaring His glory to yourself. To just reset and to refocus and to put on the mind of Christ and to think about these things that he tells us in Ephesians or, or Philippians that, that are good and pure and righteous and holy and, and gentle. And everything starts and ends right up here between the, the left ear and the right ear, that six inches that's, <laughs> that sometimes trips us up. And we sit here and we... We bring it in and we say, yeah, let me declare His glory, His marvelous deeds among all the peoples. If there's any people group that should be happy and excited as, as we walk around the world, it should be the body of Christ. It should be those who have been created new in Christ Jesus because of all the things that have passed away and I am now a new creation. And I, we should be the most happiest, joyful, excited not worried about the future than any people group in the whole world. That's right. To speak of his and declare his marvelous deeds. To be reminded. I mean, the children of Israel, they, you know, they, they, they forgot that just the other day, oh yeah, remember that big sea that was in front of us? And we knew the end was quickly coming. Our demise is, is happening because what is going to happen now? We can't go anywhere. And then all of a sudden it opened up and they walked across dry land and they got on the other side and then it, it, it closed back up and it killed all the people that were trying to follow them and everything. And, and then, you know, weeks later, they're all like, well, you know, yeah, you should have left us back there in Egypt because now you're just wanting us to die in the wilderness of starvation. Right? 
Oh, hallelujah. We forget. Let us declare the marvelous deeds among all God's people, among all people, regardless of who's running the show or not running the show or who's whatever. Verse 4, for great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Why do we do all of those verses 1 through 3? Because great is the Lord and worthy, most worthy of praise and is to be feared above all gods. And that's a little g, above all gods. He is to be feared. He is to be revered. He is to be, to understand that if he wanted to, he could just like, and then we're done. He didn't have to do it the way he did it. He didn't have to send Jesus, he, he, but he did in order to make us righteous. And he chose to do it for a reason, because he loves us. Verse 5, for all of the gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. All the, all the gods, the little gods, the little G gods of the nation are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. In other words, uh, the Lord made everything, and there's these people that made something out of the everything that the Lord made, and then we, we forget about the Lord who made everything, and we follow this little tiny thing that we made, like, oh, who made the battery? Power. Wow, it's a little G. And we forget. See, the question is that we all, we wor everybody worships. Everybody worships. It's just a matter of whom do you worship and what do you worship? It's in us to worship. The Bible tells us that he, 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 may, he, he wrote it in our hearts to know him. To seek Him, to worship Him. That's why there's a, an, an emptiness in our lives. There's, there's only that one key that fits our heart that is Jesus. And if, not, if that's not the key that's in there, there's an emptiness. There's a, there's a hole, there's a vacuum, there's something missing in our lives. And, and here we, we know that if I'm going to worship, I need to, for the Lord is the most worthy of praise. And yet we give athletes and celebrities and brilliant minds the praise and the honor and the glory do the only one who is the most smartest who is who has who knows it all his thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are not our ways he gives us an un an unconditional and unfathomable sense of peace it's it's like lord i don't even know how you can love that person you're right. You don't know how I can. But I can. And since I, I sent the Holy Spirit, I'm going to send my love through you so that you can love him too. Or her. Or them. Verse 6. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Life is getting tough. Life is hard. Things are upsetting. Where do you go? Some people are so excited. April 1st is Disneyland's opening day. I think it's an April Fool's joke. Beware. Wouldn't trust that mouse. You need to go somewhere. Go where the splendor and the majesty are before him and the strength and the glory are in his sanctuary. 
When we say, I just, I am spent, I am empty, I am done, I am so on my last, well, then if that's true, then there's a place you can go where their strength and glory are in his sanctuary. And he offers that to us, that whosoever will, there's, there's no ticket, you don't have to pay for a ticket. Well, the ticket's already been punched. <laughs> and we can just sit, we can go. Where we can, we can let go of all of, we can cast all of our cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. And he wants us to sit in his presence. Why? Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And if there's liberty in the presence of the Lord, that means that, well, Jesus, the scripture says that Jesus died to set us free. Again, we should be the most happiest free people in the world, the body of Christ, those who have personal relationship, personal knowledge, a revelation, understanding that God has opened up our eyes. We have said yes to the cross. We have said yes to the salvation message that God gave us. And we have become his joint heir and we have become, we call him more than a brother. And yet we walk around, we as the body of Christ, we walk around fighting with each other, hating on each other, mad about people, mad about stuff. If, if you're, how could they get that order wrong? I mean, my goodness, I just asked them no pickles. <laughs> to which I tell them, you know, hey, if this is the biggest uh, problem of my day, I'm doing okay. <laughs> if this is the biggest struggle I'm going to have today, I'll take it. Verse 7. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Let's stop right there. Ascribe. To credit or assign. Bless you. To credit or assign. Ascribe to the Lord his strength. Ascribe to the Lord his glory. Ascribe also means cause or the source to realize that it is the Lord. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my joy. There is nobody else for me but the Lord. But I'm glad he included Renee. <laughs> After that. Amen. Amen. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. If, hey, if life is hard, if we're having a bad day, if we're, you know, it's just, well, let's do that. Let's just spend some time and ascribe to the Lord. Let's give him credit. Let's, let's sit before him and, and, and wait for his glory and his strength to just fill my body, to fill my mind. To let me resonate in his presence and allow him to just change me. Because nobody else does like he does. Amen? Amen? Verse 9 tells us to worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness and tremble before him all the earth. Do we do that? Do we worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness? His attribute, an attribute of his is holiness. And the splendor of that holiness. How, how many of you ever been to the Grand Canyon? Amen. We went to the Grand Canyon one year. It was 
cold and snowy. There was like eight inches of snow on the Grand Canyon. It was clear as, as clear could be. It was beautiful, other than this wind that just kept coming. And uh, she wouldn't even stand next to me while I was taking pictures. She was, I got to get inside. It was cold, cold, cold. But man, if you've ever stood there and you've seen out the splendor and the majesty. Some people have never been to the Grand Canyon. Some go once a year, some maybe once in a lifetime. Sometimes I think that we might, we might visit God like we visit the Grand Canyon. Occasionally and don't stay too long if we're not comfortable. Or can we just stand there and just watch the... The, 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 the splendor and the glory and the majesty and to worship in that splendor and holiness which leads to transformation. It, it, it's sitting at his feet with no agenda and just saying, Lord, I'm not even worthy to be in your presence and yet you've invited me to come in. And so I'm here, Lord, and I just want you to transform my life. Whatever it is, whatever might be in the way of my relationship with you. Have no other gods before me. These little G's that the whole world that worships. He's saying, worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Do we tremble before the Lord God? How many of us trembled before we came into church this morning? How many of us took a moment and just went, Okay, I'm, I'm getting ready to walk into the house of the Lord. How, how many of us, when I'm getting ready to, 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 to read his word, do we, do we give it that honor that says, man, his word should make us tremble out of fear of if I'm not doing it right, but quickly relief comes in because his forgiveness and his grace, which is another attributes that that take over and that say, yeah, you, you're not worthy, but I've invited you in. And we come. I, I remember when I was seven years old and I, I went to the, to the market, I went to the, to the grocery store, and, and I, I didn't have any money, but I wanted that brownie, and so I took it. And I took it and I put it in my pocket and I'm walking out and I get outside of the store and I open it up and I start to eat it and some guy grabs my arm. Big guy, probably 12 feet tall, had a suit on, a jacket, showed me a badge. He was a police officer. He said, you didn't pay for that. You're right. <laughs> he said, you got to tell your father. And if you don't tell him and he call, doesn't call me, I'm sending a police car to your house. I played the whole day outside until... I saw his car come up over the hill and he parked in the driveway and he went in and I started to tremble. And then I went into the, into the house and I'm standing in the porch and I'm starting to cry. And he's sitting on the couch. What's the matter with you? Go crawl up on his lap. I told him what happened. He said, all right, don't do it again. And wow, never did it again. At least not at that store. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> never did it again. Do we have that respect 
for God's word to where we know that if we want to get transformed, if we want to get changed, because sometimes we, Jesus even asked, hey, do you want to get healthy? Do you want to get well? There's some times that we, I'm mad and I'm just going to be mad for a while. Because I have a right to be mad, so we're going to be mad. <laughs> or I'm just going to hold on to this anger. Why? When we could go and sit in his worship and tremble before him and, and let him <clears throat> fix us. Amen? Verse 10. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. He's telling us to go out and speak, to say something. To, so he's given us opportunity to do something. We can go and talk to others, to the nations, to people that the Lord reigns. Yes. In the midst of all of this chaos, in the midst of on the news, I have not seen anybody on the news ever say, you know what, things are going to be okay. There's just a lot of fear. A lot of this is bad, that's it's their problem, they did it, he did it, they did it, she did it, they caused it, this is all craziness. No one's going, hey, you know what? Jesus yes. is coming back. That's right. And all of this doesn't really matter. That's right. <laughs> because neither life nor death, nor angels, nor demons, nor principalities, nor darkness, nor anything can separate me from the love of Christ, the love of God in Christ Jesus. So what am I afraid of? What can man do to me that I need to fear? That's right. Because the Apostle Paul said, you know, if I'm in this tent, then I have some work to do. And if I'm not, if I'm absent from this body, then I'm in the presence of the Lord. And it's in the presence of the Lord that I want to be anyway. Yes. So as a people group, the body of Christ should be the happiest people around going, you know what? It's all good. Do you have your ticket? Is your reservation been placed But yet we get so distracted. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And he will come and steal, kill, and to destroy your peace and your patience and your kindness and your gentleness. And he will steal your uh, authority and he will steal your mindfulness of who God is. And he will distract us so that we, we lose it. Say among the nation, the Lord reigns. The Lord is in charge. And he will judge the people with equity, with fairness, impartial. God is going to, he judges with, with fairness. Fairness according to his holiness, which his holiness required him to send his son to die on the cross for us so that we could have right standing and be in his presence. And so he not only did we mess it up, but he fixed it. And he's saying, all you got to do is pay attention. All you got to do is sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Praise my name. Declare my glory. Come into my courts and my sanctuary with thanksgiving. Give yourselves to me. Put on the mind of Christ. And allow our thoughts to be his thoughts. 
allow our, our, our love. He said, they will know that you are my disciples by how big a car you drive or by how big a house you live in. They, they'll know that you're my disciple by your bank account that's got seven digits on it. Or they'll, you'll know that you're my disciple by, by how much weight you can lift or how many home runs you can hit. No, he said, they will know that you are my disciple by your love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. To whom what Paul said to me, I am the most deserving of his wrath. But yet I have experienced his grace. The Apostle Paul, who was Saul, he's on the road to Damascus. He's on the road to, to, to arrest and to kill those who are of the way. And Jesus had a different plan for him. <laughs> and said, uh, I think I'm going to use you. <laughs> to which he did. Say to the nations, the Lord reigns. Verse 11, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound and all that is in it, let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees and the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He's telling us, and, and this is an interesting little passage here of, of let, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth, let the sea resound. As almost as if we can prohibit that or not allow it, or we could stop it, to which we can't, but we can uh, um, discredit it in our own minds or not even acknowledge it. Because Jesus said, hey, if you guys didn't, uh, didn't worship me, these rocks over here, they would have given me praise. And so if we see that the heavens rejoice and the earth is glad and the sea resounds and, and the fields are jubilant and everything in them and the trees and the forest sing, if all of these things will worship him, well, then so will I. Why? Because we can. Because we can. What, what if the situation or the problems or the challenges or the disappointments that we have or the depression that centers into our life or, or just the, 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 the stuff that, that is just attached to us could be removed just like that? What if it could? Well, I think that if we practice Psalms 96, whoa, I think if we practice Psalms 96, I, I think there might be a good start at us experiencing an amazing transformation and an amazing life that God gives us. You know, I, I have no desire to live below zero. Life below zero. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's in Alaska or something. or It's just some place on the world that the temperature gets below zero. Yeah, I prefer this life. I, I, I prefer, I prefer uh, uh, hot showers. Can I get an amen for hot showers? Amen. I prefer running water. 
I do not need to go live on the, uh, on the, uh, the, in, the in the wilderness, in the desert, in, in the jungles of in the Amazon jungles where there's bugs and mosquitoes and, and big snakes and all those things. I, no, I don't need that. <laughs> and yet we get, we get disappointed in our life because well, maybe we didn't get the promotion or maybe we didn't get the bigger house or maybe we didn't get the big car or the job or, and all those things. And there's nothing wrong with those things. There's nothing wrong with, with having those things as long as we give everything that we have to the Lord and we use it for His glory and His benefit and, and he, he allows those things. As much as we wanted to have a new sanctuary here, as much as we wanted to build a new church, as much as we wanted to, to make a new building beautiful for the Lord, as much as we wanted to do that. We could parade thousands of pastors through this property the way it is right now. And they would weep with joy at the answer of the Lord to have given them this sanctuary, this piece of ground, this opportunity to, to, to have church in this fellowship hall would be like winning the lottery above and beyond with their wildest imaginations. And yet we, we, the body of, Southern California body of Christ, I don't know how it is otherwise. <laughs> we get a little uh, spoiled at our beautiful weather. <laughs> Praise God, though. Praise God. The rain is coming. He will judge the world in righteousness and peoples in his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Let, let, verse 13, let all creation rejoice before the Lord. Let all creation. In other words, don't hinder. Don't hinder. How do we hinder? The creation of rejoicing before the Lord. Well, if if you've ever walked away from a, a conversation and they say, well, th if that's what a Christian is like, no thank you. Versus, if that's what a Christian is, if that's what a disciple of Jesus Christ looks like or is or has, sign me up. I want to know more. I want to, to, to know who this God is that you serve. Why? For the Lord God is most worthy of praise. He is the God to be feared above all gods. If we could have the worship team come back up. We, we want to we sing to the Lord a new song. Maybe it might just be a new song in your heart. Maybe it might just be a new approach to a song that we've sang thousands of times and it's okay because these songs will lead us into the presence of God. He will inhabit the praises of His people. And, and for this moment right now, don't leave here the same way you came in. We have an opportunity to, to, to stand before Him, to tremble before Him. We have an opportunity to declare His marvelous deeds. We, we have an opportunity to seek His strength and His glory and His sanctuary. We have an opportunity right now to just sit before the King of kings and the Lord of lords and to just give Him our heart. To just, 
to just say, Lord, thank you. I'm sorry. I, 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 I want more of you. We sang that, I want more of you. We invited the Holy Spirit in today. Was, that just a, was it just a, a, a phrase or are we really interested in having the Holy Spirit just invade our lives and our minds and our hearts and our actions and our behaviors to where we tremble before the Lord because He has touched us and He has called us be grateful if you know the Lord. If, if you're here and you don't know the Lord, if you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, well, you can do it right now. Just believe. The Bible tells us if you will confess with your mouth that He rose from the dead, believe in His heart, you will be saved. But if you have made that profession before, no matter how long ago, it just means that however long it's been, you've had that much time and understanding to know that He has chosen you and He has revealed Himself to you. And so now, what have we done with it? Have we declared His praises in our life? Have we, have we decreed His glory? Have we made other people thirsty for Him? And we can do that today. We can leave here today on the mission of God, that same mission that God sent His Son to die on the cross was so that He would know Him we would know him. His disciples said, Lord, I want to do the works of the Lord. I want to do the works of God. This is what are the works of God? And he said to believe in him whom he sent. That's the works of God. There's two things that we all have in common. He wants to know, for us to know God and make him known in our own way, in our own personalities, in our own style our own opportunities. But it's all for the same glory. His. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for today. We thank you for the reminder of your word and your scripture and how have you have offered us an opportunity to sing to you a new song. And I would pray, Lord, right now that we would all, our hearts would be transformed right now, that there would be heart surgery done in each and every one of us right now that would bring us into a place of knowing that you've accepted us just as we are. And I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be yours. And you are mine. And so with that, Lord, we want to praise you right now. We want to enter into your courts with thanksgiving and, and we want you to, to fill us with the splendor of your glory that we find in your sanctuary. So continue to have your way with us, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.